Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Good morning. Uh, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. Good morning. It's six twenty a.m. Um, and it's Monday morning again, which means it's Game of Thrones time. And we said last time that we were up early to watch it because we could had something on that night. That has happened again. <laughs> so yes. next week, I look forward to watching it after work. At a normal time. Yes. This right now just feels like. A chore. No, it doesn't. And it's really cold out here. Yeah, well, we're in our garden because we're trying to wake ourselves up a bit. Um, um, and thank you, everyone. We got a lot of emails and uh, Twitters and Facebooks about people thanking and um, saying that they liked us doing this so that we should do it again. Yes, thanks to everyone who wrote in. Um, I mean, it suits us perfectly because it means we don't have to walk to the cinema at six in the morning. <laughs> we just have to <laughs> set our alarm and stand in our garden. Yes. Um, and we got one email in particular that we really liked, so we wanted to mention it because um, it was really funny. And it was from Alison. And she emailed us to say that she was really pleased we did this recap because she can't be bothered watching Game of Thrones, but it gives her something to talk about with her daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's in uni. So, Alison, we're very glad we could uh, help you out and we hope you're listening today. Yes. Um, we will do our best, Alison, to explain what's happened in the episode <laughs> conscious of the fact that you haven't seen it yes and are very willing to for have it spoiled <laughs> yeah. I think it's a very interesting scenario you have yeah and she said I enjoyed Cathy's confusion as a reminder of my own <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm was fun often confused as well yes um, I don't have much to say before we watch this no I don't I haven't watched the trailer what, uh, yeah just don't yeah. know anything about so it so let's go it's called Stormborn ooh which uh Exciting. Don't know what that means. No. Just sounds very fantasy novel, doesn't it? Okay, we better go. That sounds familiar. That's from something in Game of Thrones. I can't keep all this stuff in my head. Well, maybe you should have Googled it before we started recording. (laughs) It's too tired. All right. Okay. We're going to go watch this now. We'll talk to you. Talk to you after. The way to the train. Oh, and one more thing. Um, Coming up at the end of this episode, stay tuned after we finish the review because I'm going to speak to the channel editor of Sky Atlantic who show Game of Thrones here in the UK and in Ireland also. So that should be fun. That should be interesting. Yes. All right. Okay, bye. Woken up a little bit. We are. I was already awake. Well, I've woken up <laughs> completely because I think I was like a zombie in that last, <laughs> like a white walker, so to speak. Ooh. Uh, see what I did there? Yes. So we're on the train now. Yes, exciting. Um, because it was kind of raining and gross, so we didn't really want to walk around. Yeah, no. Uh, and we're both getting the train to work today, so uh, so here we are. So. So what do you think of that don't spoil it for anyone on the train. Yes, it's there be are quiet. a few people around. So. <laughs> but oh, there's also going to be loud announcements. Yes, so people, the people around us seem to have headphones in, so we won't spoil it for them. They don't. Nobody looks like a human fan no. either. <laughs> well, I don't know what. I don't that know means. what that means because millions of people watch this show. Nobody is. Nobody is dressed in uh, winter garb. Yeah. And, uh, oh wow. Oh, dude. All right, let's carry on. Yeah. Um, it actually it does feel like winter today, doesn't it? It's really cold. Very winter has come. Yeah. So we will open. We're going to go through kind of kind of plot by plot again versus scene by scene because it's too convoluted. So it opens on Dragonstone with Daenerys, Tyrion, Varys, 
and, and Melisandre shows up. Yeah. But firstly, we've got this sort of confrontation between Daenerys and Varys, which I think is good that they kind of address, like, why would she trust him? Um, and she kind of lists out every every person he's served since her father, the Mad King. And who he's betrayed. Uh, yes, yeah, so he's just pretty much <laughs> just sort of uh, chosen whatever ship he wants. And she has a proper go at him. Tyrion tries to defend him, uh, but doesn't really get a chance. She just keeps going, keeps attacking him. Uh, but then Var- Varys kind of comes back with... Well, he um, says, my loyalties lie with the people. I don't have blind allegiances, but I do choose you. Yeah. He's like Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. <laughs> like a bald and then she's like, okay, if you ever think I'm failing the people, look me in the eye and tell me, don't just betray me. Because if you betray me, I'll burn you alive. And he's like, fair deal. Don't betray me, okay? Yeah. Um, and then also um, Tyrion continues with his sage advice, telling her, you know, this is not a slaughterhouse. We want alliances. We don't want to conquer. Um, and that's kind of yeah. his pitch, really. Did it bother you? He wants to win hearts. And minds. Hearts and minds. Yeah. Did it bother you that um, there were no windows? No, I here? didn't notice that, that. I was cold just looking at them. I was surprised. So there's that a giant I'm... storm raging outside, and they're they're in a room with just like specifically just a cave. I didn't mind that. I was surprised that she was like, I hate this place. I want to get out of here. I was like, Oh, I thought this was where yeah, she was going to be. Probably because there's no windows. I thought that was she's like, her birthright. I hate this place. I want to get back to somewhere with double glazing. Um, <laughs> and then the next scene we see with them. Is the Red Witch arrives? Melisandre, is that her name? Melisandre. And, and she, she said, sort of she a gives princess them, will bring the dawn. Well, no, it's a prince so this is a famous prophecy that the all the book readers are obsessed with that has been mentioned, I think, by Melisandre in the show, which is uh, Oh I thought I wrote it down. I didn't it's something like, yeah, a prince I a prince was promised. Yes. Will some Bring the common, Dawn. Is that it? Bring the Dawn. End winter. Okay. But then um, what's her name? The um, uh, translator she said it's actually prince out. or princess because it's genderless yeah. she gives it she, it's gender there's a lesson in sort of pronouns mm-hmm. uh, foreign pronouns in here and then the most awesome thing happens and I like this never really happens to me with Game of Thrones very rarely but I got actual shivers because um, she says you need to summon Jon Snow and Daenerys is like who's Jon Snow yeah. I'm like oh my god she didn't even know who he was and then Tyrion's like which, I we, like which we discussed Snow. last week. Yeah, it's just so cool. Um, <laughs> Tyrion's like, I like that yeah, guy. I like Jon Snow, and they kind of explained her. You know, he's great. He's a good person, whatever. And she's like, okay, tell him to come. He can kneel to me. No, this is what I, this is what <laughs> she said because I wrote it down, which I thought was a bit ridiculous. She said, he sounds like quite a man. Did she say that? She well, said to that. be fair, he, when they listed off all his achievements, he, he does sound like man. he's quite. Wait the man. till she sees him as well and sees how hot he is. Um, yeah, it's her nephew. It, yeah, but I don't think that matters in Game of Thrones. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, it does because the but whole she doesn't know what's her nephew. Yeah, but the whole incest plot between um, Lan- uh, the Lannisters was taboo. Don't forget. Yeah, but it's only taboo because they were supposed pretending to be Robert's kids. So if they found out they were Jamie's kids, no, then they wouldn't it was be also taboo throne. because because um, they're twins who've had sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I don't think Anne. But anyway, she won't know he's his aunt, so I reckon they're going to hook up because they won't know they're related. I don't think so. Okay. But fine. Anyway, that's what I want to happen. And then the next scene with them is they're in like this amazing room full of people. So it's all the people we just listed. listed plus it's the same room with no windows. Plus the Queen of Dorne, plus the Queen of the Iron Islands, plus Elena, plus Theon. So it's a pretty Theon interesting room of people together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Daenerys directly quotes Tyrion from their previous scene saying, I'm not the Queen of Ashes. Um. And Tyri looks a bit miffed, like she's taking his line. It's like, well, that's what happens when you're handed the queen. <laughs> She'll take your line. She's like, I, th- I, I said that. Yeah, she should have. She should have attributed the quote to him. Yes, that's right. a quote from my hand of the queen. It's plagiarism. Tyrion. Um, and then I really like this dynamic because Elena's saying, "Well, they won't obey you unless they fear you," and she's saying, "No, I want to win their hearts and minds." Well, Elena g- gives her some good advice. She here, does, I but think. they they rally. Oh, oh, sorry, go on. So basically, they they come up with a plan of attack, which is that they're going to use the Westerosi army, not foreigners, to take the King's Landing because they said they won't. They don't want to be seen as foreign invaders. Um, so sense. the Dornish and Tyrell will lay siege to the city but then the Unsullied will go to Casterly Rock Casterly Rock this yeah, is the bit I didn't understand what that was that's the home of the Lannisters but they live in Queen's Landing now don't they yeah, King's, Landing. King's Landing is sort of the, the seat of government if you think of it that way ah, okay. so they live there only because but who lives in Casterly the Rock r- the ruling power. Uh, that's where the Lannister dad would have resided 
before he moved became the head okay. of the king. So, so it's not that interesting. It's the Lannister take it family then. home. Okay. No, it is because that's a symbol. That's I guess their it's like taking home. Winterfell from the start. Where their army would be exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then this awesome scene with Elena and Daenerys, and she says, "I know lots of smart men, and I ignore them." Yeah, and, and she I've, said, I've outlived them all. Be a dragon. You're a dragon. As in, that was cool. All his advice. They're all sheep. Yeah, be a dragon. That was really cool. She's still the best character in the show. And, and even um, Daenerys says, "Like I know you're only serving me because you hate Cersei, not because you like me." And Elena's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah, what to do?" Yeah. <laughs> she just continues to talk about how beautiful and amazing Marjorie was. She's like, "Could you turn the heating on in here? Because it's <laughs> storm outside and you don't have any windows." <laughs> just because you're a stormborn, I assume that's what <laughs> oh, the name yes. was. Oh yes. So we did reference that before the episode. Um, I remembered then that that that's part of her, that's one of her long list of names. You know, okay. Daenerys has like freer of slaves, queen of dragons born of the storm yeah. um, protector of the seven realms and uh, mm-hmm. demon in the sack and then the next scene with these characters is a romantic scene between G- Grey Worm and Missandre. yeah what no what's her name Missandre. Um, yeah. and, and he says you are my weakness but at first it's awkward he's like I wish you good fortune and she's like wait you're about to leave and go off and like you know storm this place and yeah, you're not like, like going to say goodbye to me sort of a rom-com kind of scene this yeah. is when he admits his true feelings for I thought it was really bad at the start of the scene and really awkward and then I thought actually the scene got really interesting but he is awkward if you think about it see I don't really know those I think I might have missed the season where they, those characters were introduced to me they're just like lackeys that just always hang around in the background of the scene I don't see them as characters but he would have spent his life he's never known love or tenderness they're taken as children they're castrated and then as they're tortured well this is what we want to get to because when she takes off her dress we're both like wait does he have a penis and I was like wait, I was waiting to see the <laughs> which what the, the answer is no and I told you that yeah but th- you, I, wa- I was waiting to see the ghost a surprise well they always show us they show us a lot of nudity so I was like thought they were going to show us what was down there yeah I thought they were going to give us a bit of a sort of Ken Ken doll action <laughs> so but I don't quite know what was going on but they had a very steamy scene anyway well I t- what do you mean I, what what was going on was exactly what you'd expect would go on I know but I you, just if you I weren't wanted, able to do it I wanted to see <laughs> I wanted them to show us it we're talking around this because <laughs> yeah, we're on the train yeah anyway um, <laughs> I really enjoyed that scene and thought it was really tender and nice and I was glad to see those yeah, characters speaking because I don't think I've ever seen them speak before or I don't remember if I have. Yeah, they've been having a little love plot for the last few seasons. All right, so even when they kissed, I was like, whatever, get on with it. And Dave's like, they've never kissed before. I was like, all right, okay. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Your cold heart was <laughs> melting. <laughs> um, okay, so now the next plot we're going to... We're, now there's one That's plot That's kind of left. it for the, for the Danny plot. Well, we'll talk, there's we'll talk one about, big scene left yeah, we'll talk about the Danny the plot, scene, which we'll talk about at the um, end. At the end. Which was awesome. Um, so the next plot is John, Sansa and Davos in... Winterfell. Winterfell. So they've just gotten the Raven. So obviously, Daenerys said, "Oh, this Jon Snow guy sounds like a really swell character. <laughs> uh, let's send him a little message, telling him that I'd love to meet him. Um, he can bend so that to he my can, knee, so that he can bow to my will." Yeah. Uh, so she like does a, invite him though, a and she passive does, aggressive message. But to be fair, she. Could, Tyrion writes it and he gives context he's like you know FYI she's got three dragons she's, she's got the Dorans <laughs> yeah, she's got these just people just saying by the way very powerful army no but it's not just to summon the way Cersei's had been it's, 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 there's more context in it but I thought it was interesting it's very it's using the same terminology that Cersei had sent him yeah but, but with similar. more respect yes and but it's also the messages about who it's coming from it was coming from Cersei and this was coming from Tyrion and from well he doesn't know Daenerys but he and Sansa's like oh my husband Tyrion. did they ever get a divorce yeah Sans interior? <laughs> no, yeah, I reckon still she's legally not married. I, guess. She, I think he's her husband. Well, yeah, actually, she's a serial bigamist. Yeah, she if is. you think about it, she's uh, she's been married to Joffrey. Oh no, she no, never she quite, didn't marry Mark quite got there. She married Tyrion instead. Married Tyrion. But anyway, when this, Ramsay. when this letter comes, it's really good because they say about the dragons, obviously, as like the first thing you would say about yourself if you had pet dragons, and they say, "Oh, fire kills White Walkers," so they they do plant that seed. Yeah. But then Sans is like, "Don't do it. Don't trust them." Yeah, they're kind of a bit cold on this off, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they're a bit like, meh. Yeah, but then, for the next scene, John receives a letter from Sam telling him, you need dragon glass yeah. to kill the White Walkers. And then he's like, hang on, dragon glass, dragon stone, White Walkers, fire. Yeah. 
Like, there's a lot of pieces that come together. And then we have yet another scene. This was John's fault, though, because John got up in front of everyone and said, I'm accepting the invite. And Sansa's like, hello, could we not have discussed yeah, why, this first? Why don't they talk about stuff before <laughs> they go into the meetings? I don't they know. Need to have a pre- they need to set a calendar appointment for a pre-meeting yeah, catch-up. Because I think Sansa's got the a agenda. point. And I think it's well worth teasing it out. Yeah. Though, to be fair, John's so democratic that he wouldn't even want to give Sansa a heads up. He wants everyone to disagree with him at the same time yeah but maybe he should have asked her hey I'm gonna do this thing in front of everyone because I know that you have disagreed with everything I've said before <laughs> so just so you know uh, I'm gonna go to Daenerys they're not gonna like it maybe do you wanna back me up yeah. oh because you know I'm gonna make you Queen of the North in charge and which he finger, also doesn't tell her Littlefinger looks really sneaky in the scene he's just looking with delight from the corner no I feel like um, he's been standing in that room for the last like six episodes it feels like in that exact spot mm-hmm. looking sneaky so I feel like they shot all the stuff with Aidan Gillen in one go of him standing against that wall I mean it would fit sneaky. in any season or it's any like scene. okay look slightly less sneaky okay a little more sneaky now Aidan I just look really evil it's funny because we just watched last week because um, we never seen it we watched the first ever episode of Queer as Folk and he's the same in that it, he has neither age nor change character or anything it's just the same. It's quite no, his, his terrible Irish accent was bothering me again <laughs> in this episode. Um, so he does have a quick, uh, while we're talking about him, he has a quick confrontation with John down in the crypt. Well, that's the next scene. We haven't finished the other scene. Dave, I've got very particular notes here. Okay, go The on. end of the scene, John says, the north is yours. And Sansa's like, ooh. And suddenly she stops. She's suddenly <laughs> yeah, she's like, doesn't mind. Maybe it's not so bad after <laughs> Yeah, all. she's like, all right, okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, so next scene is crypt with John and Littlefinger. And John blatantly says, you don't belong down here. Touch my sister and I'll kill you. Yeah, he makes his intentions pretty clear. I was confused though. Why does he hate? I mean, I know everyone hates Littlefinger, but why does he? Why is he so rude to him? Well, I can't. I well, a I think Littlefinger was the one who portrayed Ned Stark. Um, okay, didn't know that. With the Lannisters. Um, so why is he allowed there at all then? Because oh, because he, he, he says he you owe me. Them. I saved you about yeah, the Lannisters. Yeah, he saved them. Don't forget that. Um, and oh, okay. this episode as well. It wasn't in this moment, but it's later. We hear the phrase Battle of the Bastards in the show. Yeah, I thought that. I didn't yeah, realise it had been quite, called that. Which was quite interesting. Um, yeah, so Littlefinger and John having none of each other. And then Cersei and Jamie. Oh, Cersei and Jamie. So, yeah. Um, so she's like, sca- she's like on the throne just scaring everyone about Daenerys. Yes, and uh, specifically uh, Randall Tarly, who is Sam's dad. Ah, okay, we saw uh, uh, we saw in a previous episode when Sam went oh, he's home. Really horrible he, he's to Sam, nasty, wasn't he? horrible, yeah. He oh, but he seemed very honourable in this episode. Well, he, he didn't. Well, he was just the strong, silent type, really. Okay, but, yeah. Yeah, but he is very by the book and sort of he's a warrior. And he right? said, "We don't cut throats at weddings," which I really enjoyed as a line. Yeah, that was a nice. That line. was really good. Yes. And someone says, "Wait, if this lady's got three dragons, oh, because Cersei's all like." Ooh, her men will rape your women and her, her dragons will you know destroy your villages and they're saying well if she's got dragons what are you going to do about it yeah and which the we mad found scientist out shortly and the mad scientist is like I got something must said, I've got that. some solutions and then Jamie but, promises sorry can we just talk about it very quickly I thought it was interesting how Cersei was describing pretty much everything she said to them had happened mm-hmm. and was true but it was lacking context but when you so, hear it laid out, it sounds terrible. All yeah, the stuff it, Daenerys. Yes, she burned. She burned alive a load of noblemen. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it was because they were really horrible pieces of shit who were trying to manipulate her, and they were slave. But think of the so room the Cersei's slave. addressing. She's addressing those probably exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's yeah. that's what's that's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. She's using facts to. She's like just a classic politician. Yeah, she's good. Um, and Jamie promises Sam's dad that he can be warden of the south if. If he, if he swears allegiance to Cersei yeah. and he's like but Elaine is my old friend I'm loyal to her so that's kind of interesting yeah and it's funny to see how that one's going to go because I feel like he won't really sway but I mean, why even have says, this scene if he's you not going to he so. says I know you don't like my sister like, yeah. like no one likes her and then the next scene with those so we don't like, two nobody scenes likes with Cersei. my sister but help a brother out like basically they go down to the dungeon and there's dragon skulls and she talks about Robert again I'm like get over Robert he died like six seasons ago wait she never talks about Robert she said he used to bring his horse down here and he kept these as trophies yeah and I was like whatever <laughs> okay I just thought that was really boring <laughs> and then and then we see what the mad scientist what's like, his of name of course anyone can shoot a, an arrow at a, a stationary object like, I didn't find that impressive I thought he was going to bring like zombie dragons back yeah, I thought I was the same. I yeah. thought um, it was really dull. He because he he 
previously he has brought the mountain back from the dead that zombie mountain yeah I was like full on zombie dragon he's created the green um, oh he's found all that dragon fire or whatever it's called I forget what it's called you know the green fire stuff that they've used yeah and this was just like oh it's a bow and arrow but kind of bigger yeah, exactly. Can, exactly. Can it was boring. A, a stationary it was such an anticlimax. That was really dull. And I was, was like, like, that's it. This will defeat the dragons as long as they stay exactly in this spot. So anyway, that was the end of their vlog. Particularly dull. And then, oh, this was good. So it, oh, sorry, it was very cool seeing the dragon skulls. Though. That was, I thought that was really impressive. I didn't. I just thought it was boring. Oh, it was cool. No. And then the next one is Sandora and the Archmaester in the library place that we Please don't know the name of Jim Broadbent Jim Broadbent um, so we see Jorah's advanced and beyond our skills grayscale um, and I think they've left him a, court, a sword to kill himself in the room it's sort of implied yeah, yeah. so he's given uh, one extra day to hang around because he's a knight instead of being shipped out which is you know wow, what an offer what an offer yeah we'll let you yeah, kill yourself it's like it's like if you're at a hotel and uh, they just give you a free night or they give you late checkout in, uh, late checkout yeah <laughs> which we always ask for by the way and basically never get it's like if the receptionist gave you a late checkout and then sort of eyed up this uh, sword <laughs> next to the desk or she's <laughs> I suggest you take that and then Jorah says that his name is Mormond and then yeah. Sam's like <gasps> Mormon Sounds and then like David explained to me what that I meant. know that name so explain to the listeners who may not know well so if anyone doesn't remember well he kind of explained it later didn't he Mormon Lord Mormon was the head of the Night's Watch or something so he was good to Sam and John years ago before he died okay. and then the next scene is I mean he's the grayscale is pretty gross and then the next scene is the library and Sam's not happy because he's like oh I've got all these cures for Jorah and the Archmaester aka Jim Broadbent's like fuck off <laughs> I've read all those already he had a pretty good uh, yeah he, he had a pretty good comeback though. yeah he was like do you know he said so Sam says that uh, there has been a couple of successful cures of grayscale and uh, he mentions one guy in particular and Broadbent's like uh, yeah do you know what he died of <laughs> Checkmate. But sorry, can we talk about the book? Yeah, that was really. I didn't was, even get this. Jay that was very funny. That was uh, funny. So he, we find out that Jim Broadbent is basically uh, writing a history book of everything that's happened in Game of Thrones since Robert Baratheon died, which he's called a chronicle of the wars following the death of King Robert the First, <laughs> which <laughs> kind of makes a face. And they at. make a joke and say that's not a very good title. Yeah, it just should be something more poetic. But I liked this. It was a little. And so, meta really, the week. title should be Game of Thrones, right? Because that's what they're yeah. talking about. But if this had been, you know, if this had, if this show had been in weaker hands, they would have just said that with those words. Out loud well, it's in such good hands that it was too subtle for me, and I missed the entire scene. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also he mentions, you know, that procedure is forbidden. Don't even think about it. And Sam's like, of course, Don't I never do anything that's forbidden. Um, Cut two. Jorah's room and of course he's writing a love note to yeah he's to such Khaleesi. a creep I mean at this point he just <laughs> needs not. to get over it like she does not fancy you you're really old you've got grey scale she's just not that she only you. marries for alliances she hasn't even mentioned you in yeah, ages as far as she, she knows she doesn't he's think dead. about you she's got other things on her mind yeah and then Sam jumps in I knew your father and you are not dying today Sir Jorah and I've got a load of horrible <laughs> things I'm going to do to you and then it's so funny because Dave's really squeamish and I thought you were going to faint during the scene that was horrific it was disgusting it was absolutely disgusting so there's basically obviously no anaesthetic and he says oh don't scream or we'll get in trouble and just put something between his mouth to bite on it's one of the most gruesome it, things in Game of Thrones I've it was really seen. gross I thought Jorah was a really good actor in the scene and actually yeah. the pain I was like really impressed oh by that. he sold it so well but I mean he, they said we've just stripped so they only showed us he said so I have to strip all the top layer of grayscale off you and then I'm going to put this like disgusting potion on you and we only witnessed him picking off one inch of it I know. and that was that horrific with pus coming out of it like it was absolutely disgusting I thought he was particularly good Ian Glenn the actor who plays him when um, when he got the first layer off and then Ian Glenn just kind of gives him this, this sort of like nod like he gives him the consent to continue and yeah. it was just like that was, was disgusting hard and then I thought Sam was like full on like dipping into it and then we realised it was a pie so I did enjoy that um. your expression was brilliant <laughs> I mean I had realised that there had been a, a sort of a transition cut here but you I you had hadn't not really you were like, <laughs> like was, I, think I, the no, I was the noise you made <laughs> it was uh, really good and turned out it was Aria with her disgusting terrible beast like table manners ah but I wrote down I thought this was interesting because um, she eats and drinks like the hound now 
Is that what it was? Yeah. Because I was watching, he... they really, they really lingered on her eating, and I was like, this is disgusting. I like, I know like she's grown up a bit wild, but like, this is feral. I feel like that's a very deliberate move on their behalf because she spent a lot of time with the hound. I guess I can't remember what he ate in that like. inn, probably. Um, and that's exactly how he just. It was disgusting. Got it down. There was that famous chicken scene from a few years ago. I don't know. Did you see that one? No. Um, and yeah, so that was really interesting. And she has a friend, which just seemed to me a bit of a coincidence. This is and then yeah, hot pie. And then he mentions. Well, it's not a coincidence. This is the inn she left him in several seasons ago. You weren't watching. Okay. So when she was on the run after Ned Stark dies, uh, she's pretending to be a boy, and she's hanging out with this guy and uh, the bastard son of Robert Baratheon who disappeared ages ago on a boat <laughs> nobody can remember he'd, he'd sure he'd come um, but yeah this is kind of a nice incidental a nice character scene. she's had two nice scenes now and then he says um, oh are you heading to Winterfell and she's like why would I go there the boat and stuff like that and he's like no your brother Jon Snow has it he won Battle of the Bastards and I got shivers again so this is twice now in this episode the two people are finding out about Jon Snow she's that didn't know about him home. yeah that was really I can't good wait. I was amazing and thought she acted that really well and then he says I can't believe I ever thought you were a boy you were a boy you're pretty and I thought oh my god that's probably the first time in her since her mom since season one when she was taken from her parents that anyone has said anything nice to her like that I mean I know I haven't watched all the episodes but it just felt like you know to a young girl like a teenage girl that's a really important thing if someone compliments you like that because she's just treated like a boy and she's eating like a beast and like so that was a really nice scene um, and there was a really funny little gag here what was the gag? he gave he gave her a little pie advice you know about you know you gotta leave the butter cook a little longer or something and uh, and she says yeah I know and he goes you've been making pies? she said one or two <laughs> just <laughs> finger pies nice little uh, of dead <laughs> yeah, evil she had her fingers in a few pies <laughs> um, and then there's one more scene with Arya where she's by a campfire again and I swear to god for a second I thought Ed Sheeran was going to show up oh god yeah um, so since we talked about that last week um I think the backlash has been outrageous online about that cameo because people are I totally agree the scene was badly written and um, though I did read up on it I afterwards just, I disagree and, I don't think it was badly written but apparently they acted. had apparently it was a scene with the singer and then they cast him they didn't write the scene for him right but people yeah, are just I, so mean online like, sorry the scene wasn't the problem it was the fact that Ed Sheeran's face was in Game of Thrones I, no, I think the whole thing was a problem but I, I think it's really unfair of people to be slagging off Ed Sheeran because anyone in the world if they were asked to do a cameo on Game of Thrones would do it yeah I agree with that and it's there's not, been loads of musicians in it before it's not which fair. I subsequently read I did not know it's not It's not Ed Sheeran's fault it's yeah, not it was just it's a badly Ed, done scene he was asked to be in Game of Thrones of course he's going to do it yeah and he did do it. you feel mean now bad for being best. mean last week no I wasn't mean about Ed Sheeran okay. I said I was absolutely I'm sorry go back and listen to the, to the no. episode Kathy I I said I said it was an absolute mistake to have him in it, yeah. and I think it was a, a bad bad choice. And I think the producers or writers, whoever decided that, it's their fault. Um, but anyway, he doesn't show up. Because he the absolutely scene. took took us out of it. Yeah, it was it's, not, weird. it's not his fault. But no. it, I, he doesn't deserve the backlash. But the backlash to that scene is justified. But apparently, yeah, but people need to get over Macy it. Macy Williams, who plays Arya, is an enormous. Game of Thrones or enormous Game of Thrones she's an enormous Ed Sheeran fan so there was a little bit of wish fulfilment there yeah, I, think. I mean I just think it's all a bit nice albeit I agree with no I'm silly. sorry no 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 all their musical cameos previous to that had been background the dude from Snow Patrol the dude from uh, the drummer from Coldplay uh, Seeger Rose are playing at States. Joffrey's wedding little cameos that you don't notice and don't take you out of the show this scene started with Ed Sheeran's face full screen and his face is too famous to be in the show okay that I did not mean to start the sentence again Um, so anyway she's back at a campfire but it's not Air Sheeran who shows up it's a load of wolves yeah this is quite tense and then we find out that it's um, Nymeria well she said it yeah Nymeria who I didn't remember I had to google this uh, on the walk over so was it her wolf or was it it one of her siblings it was her wolf how did she lose it in season one when they're on the road to King's Landing with the Lannisters um, and Joffrey's being a little dick um, and Arya sort of stands up to him he I don't remember I think he, he hits her lashes out and the wolf attacks him and bites he her. hits Arya or the wolf the wolf defends Arya okay. and bites Joffrey's arm and oh. then there's a fear um, that the wolf's going to get put down 
So Arya releases her to the wild. Ah, okay. So we haven't seen her since then. Well, the wolf's doing very well for herself. She seems to be yeah, she's got a little wolf pack. But then what was the last line where Arya said, that's not you? Because Arya says, I'm going home, I'm going to Winterfell. And um, Nymeria's like, whatever, bye, and just leaves. Yeah, I don't... I was a little confused about this. I think maybe it's because Arya's so unrecognisable, both from the little girl she was and from the character she was. So maybe Nymeria sort of, sort of recognised her, but turned her back on her because she's changed so much I mean I don't know what the wolf was thinking okay so that was just a weird line of areas I thought it was very strange um, and then we we end on a magnificently unexpected scene set on the water yeah that, um, this, was, this awesome. was amazing so we so were wondering what the gift that this um, this mad uncle was going to give Cersei was and I think we found out now well firstly the scene started with the three daughters of the viper I hate them who are so annoying sisters. and it was a terrible reminder of all the Dorn stuff from last year and it was almost like um, they wanted to show us just how annoying they were so that we could relish in their deaths which I did <laughs> I'm so happy when they died <laughs> well only two of them died I think oh did they um, but yeah. firstly we need to discuss um, the odd scene with the Queen of Dorne and the Queen of the Iron Islands flirting and then um, yeah. the Queen of Dorne they're, they're kind of slagging off Theon again because he's a loser and then the Queen of Dorne says there's a foreign invasion underway yeah, it was like regarding her um, courting of the sister opening her legs it yeah. was like a really bad porn of this whole uh, it was weird whole, she said you have a man in every court and then the Iron Throne oh, lady maybe. says oh there's a woman and I was like mm, okay yeah, and Theon meanwhile just standing there watching his sister get off with someone yeah completely mute as usual they're fetching them wine Theon's just like yeah I don't mind <laughs> Theon's like whatever she's like he's not a servant he's and like, then just they were getting down and dirty um, you were on attacks which was awesome and it was really cool yeah, and unexpected cool. and this is the stuff Game of Thrones does his really well his ship was like really intimidating in the way the way it was designed did you think it had like two giant sails to the side and one on top it was a like kick ass um, and he, he just brutally so kills Adorn's sister like instantly which I was really into and he, he, the most he, annoying one as well he kind of he's, I love his sort of battle face he's kind of like he's mad but he's like, come out now that actor that actor says that his character makes like Ramsay Bolton look like I don't know he, he slags off Ramsay Bolton basically saying he's way more badass than him I saw that in Thronecast oh I don't yeah. know about that um, so that's quite well fun. first of all that's a bit bit unfair <laughs> to do <laughs> but also I don't think he's He's he got wanted, a long way to go to. to he doesn't have a long enough arc to be as evil as Ramsay. You need no. to know uh, someone a couple of seasons. And if anything, he feels a little bit over the top. He's enjoyable, but Ramsay was just cold and absolutely. Yeah, this guy's just evil. mad. This guy's just like. I, I love when he top. said, um, he grabs the Nisa. You know, the battle's raging on. The battle looked really cool. Like the ships are all on fire. Like we see from the, the Queen of the Iron Islands perspective, just all of the ships burning, and she's like, "Oh my God, we're completely screwed." And then yeah. they which they are. Start it, it fighting. seems like their entire fleet's oh, been destroyed. Destroyed, and they're the ones that were supposed to be invading King's Landing. So it's actually really good because actually earlier on when they were discussing their battle plan with Tyrion and everything I just thought oh they've got this all sewn up like this is yeah. all so it's it's good to they see some fight first back um, and then he says give your uncle a kiss and grabs her and then Theon so then he's got a knife to her throat after they fought really well she's kick ass I loved yeah. her and then he's got a knife to her throat and he calls out to Theon you know come and rescue your sister you cockless coward and Theon what does Theon <laughs> yeah. do then it he jumps, jumps in, in the, the water, water. Oh, bless him though. I mean, he's been through a lot, and he, he he's gonna had a he bit didn't of PTSD. Even try, here. Though. Yeah, he had a flashback. Like I felt bad for him. But, but you also, could see he wasn't really happy with this decision either. Like I mean, it's like he's just he gonna back, be so miserable. Like where's he gonna to go re- now? He's just flying. He just went back into reek mode. He just floating in the water, watching this carnage. Yeah, that was the end of the episode. It was pretty still shot at the end. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, so I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, me too. Loads happened. It propelled the plot forward a lot. We could see. Uh, you know, John's going south to meet Daenerys. So do you think John Daenerys and Arya would just like pass each other? In action. It's do failing. Think, will they just ride past each other yeah. in the woods? Oh god, yeah, of course. <laughs> like it's classic, like Stark in Game of Thrones. They they miss each other by fractions of Yeah, seven. but I think to be fair to Arya, like Sansa would be more. She doesn't know if Sansa's there, and I think for her to finally see her sister after those, all those years yeah, would be more meaningful. Maybe it'll finally bring her back from the brink of being it. Yeah. Cold murderess. I think it would be really interesting when her and Santa meet him, and I hope it's nice um, because they're sisters and they were like best friends, you know. So that would be probably more meaningful than her meeting John. And should we have a quick uh, follow up on the one one 
saga of last yes. of last week. So I reckon the so zombie you lost giant the poll. So most one. people agree with me. That people that in our Twitter not poll. One one. You mean you don't mean everyone in the world? Uh, the sixty yeah. or so people who did no, I polled everyone in the world on our <laughs> Twitter poll. Um, but we have had some interesting theories. Uh, somebody tweeted us to suggest that this was uh, a vision of brands, yes. um, of the future. Um, and actually, I was listening to another podcast on Game of Thrones, and they suggested the same thing because they suggested that there's green on the ground there, and it sort of changes to ice as they go. So it was a suggestion that this is a flash forward, that that probably is around with the Winterfell area. This is after the White Walkers have hit the south. So in that case, it could be one one. Though I wasn't thinking of any of that. I was just thinking it looked like one one. And then someone tweeted me that but actually it it's the, the same actor. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, I will admit there is a there is a possibility that it is one one if it is a flashback. But it just seems a bit. It all seems like, wait, can they only cast one actor to bring all those giants? And about. then, so what do you think is going to happen now then? Because I'm really glad that scene just happened because just seemed too sewn up in terms of in favour of Daenerys and it wasn't that interesting because they had said like you could storm Wait, King's Landing it? now like basically I thought the whole plot was too sewn up because people are saying to her you can storm King's Landing right now and Tyrion's told her not to do it because she wants to win hearts and minds now because she's taken Tyrion's advice and tried to go around the back door with these other armies they're screwed so I think Daenerys is now going to turn a bit evil and start her and Cersei are going to start becoming more alike. I think no. I think Daenerys will team up with Jon and then uh, get the North on her side. Yeah, but Jon's like Jon doesn't care about Cersei. Jon wants to just fight White Walkers, and Daenerys doesn't yeah, care about that. Yeah, but she'll only do that if she helps him deal with Cersei first. I think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, but do you think she's going to change her tactics now because Tyrion's haven't worked and she's lost all these people? Yeah, maybe. And it she's looks got like some tough decisions. Looks like the wedding gift from that um, evil uncle is going to be the Queen of Doran because it looked like he took her alive. Yes, and um, what's her name? Theon's sister. Oh, Theon's sister. She's I alive thought she was well. killed. No, she's alive. He kept ah, her alive. Ah, okay. As far as I know. Um, yeah, so, so yeah. that's interesting. Good episode. Yeah, sorry about the train um, noises and sorry to anyone we spoiled Game of Thrones for. Yes. Um, so There's no one around us that we're not that cruel. It's a very quiet train. Alison, I hope that's enough uh, for you to talk your daughter about <laughs> yes. uh, the big the big things if you want to sort of impress her or say what, what did you think of that big battle on the ships at the end and uh, Jorah's horrible grayscale being taken yeah. off the skin that'd be a nice dinner conversation yeah, there really nice dinner conversation um, do you think Jorah's cure will work I'm guessing yes because they clearly want to keep him in the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I think so Ooh, and I is I Sam still cleaning all those toilets or is he fully elevated to a librarian now yeah, no, you still got to clean toilets okay, in between yeah. um, putting books on shelves yes. and uh, <laughs> curing people of, with experimental yes. methods. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Let us know what you thought of all of these things. Um, did you? What did you? What was your favorite scene? I'm just trying to pull yeah, what a question you, out of my arse there. Don't, don't <laughs> what was your favorite scene? Favorite was scene the was. best I came up with. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, tweet us at the cinema uh, or email us like Alison did. Um, we're at the cinema. The cinema. What's the name of it? The cinema at gmail.com. Oh, and one thing we forgot that we had set up like a year ago. We actually have an Instagram account, which is the cinema on Instagram. Yes. Which we had completely forgotten we had. And that's people where were tagging we're gonna, us. That's <laughs> where we're going to put pictures. Well, it's because we had Scroobius Pip on uh, a few weeks ago and he tagged us. Right, that's it. Better get to work. Better get to work. And don't forget to stay tuned to listen to me chatting to the channel editor of Sky Atlantic, which should be quite fun. Yes, I'm jealous. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Enjoy. Sorry, I do these things without you. Bye. Bye. Okay, hello, Cathy here. I'm back. Um, as promised with the channel editor for Sky Atlantic, Jamie Morris. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Cathy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank I'm you for really coming well. on. No, um, congratulations on all the feedback the podcast has received. It's amazing. Thank you. But I hear from you, you've never listened to a podcast. That's true, but I'm sure we can rectify <laughs> that once this goes out. <laughs> I'm more of a visual man. Yeah, you'll have to listen to this one now. But I'm willing to also reappraise my bad habits. Yes, no, you should. Given <laughs> that you've got a very long commute, you should listen to podcasts. Um, okay, so tell us what channel editor means and what you do on Atlantic. Uh, basically, I run Sky Atlantic in terms of all day to day. So basically, that's handling the relationship with HBO and Showtime, mm-hmm. um, who give us a lot of our content, uh, but also working with our drama commissioning team uh, on all the stuff we commission, all the exciting projects like Riviera and the upcoming Tin Star. Okay, cool. And 
with Game of Thrones being as big as it is and you having that relationship with HBO, how important is Game of Thrones to the channel? How long is a piece of string? <laughs> um, I mean, it's a record breaker for Sky, so it kind of transcends Sky Atlantic and, you know, even Sky. It's just a massive beam off of a TV show, which we're absolutely proud to have on Sky Atlantic. It's just absolutely, you know, a gift. I know, it's pretty much the gift um, Saying that, it is massive. So, um, and like all TV channels, we'd like to have lots of people watching us, and Game of Thrones does help in that regard. <laughs> so it's the biggest season ever, which happens every season, right? Pretty much every single season. I mean, um, our research uh, on Sky Atlantic showed us a graph and pretty much every single launch has grown, every single season has grown. It is just... And episode one, you know, is the biggest ever Game of Thrones episode yet on the channel. I think that's the same for HBO in the US and probably the same for a lot of other broadcasters around the world. So how, much, how many people watched episode one of this? We're, we'll get the full seven-day number... Um, tomorrow mm-hmm. um, which is what we count in broadcasting but I think 2am um, broadcast the live broadcast of episode 1 was watched by over 100,000 people which is a record wow. for a live simulcast that's 2am 100,000 people watching at 2am in the UK and I thought I was really good to get up at 6am to watch it but that's outrageous yep you're well yeah. behind <laughs> uh, you're at least about 300,000 people behind in the UK I'm sure by that point mm. uh, another I think 2.8 million people watched it within 24 hours wow. um, and I think the 7 day number will be well north of 4 million so wow. just amazing okay, so and that will be the first time Game of Thrones has ever hit 4 million um, yeah just huge for us okay, and so it keeps on growing so who knows where it's going to end enormous um, and why do you think it's so popular? good question um yeah i mean i could talk about it all day i mean some of it is slightly puzzling to me i mean um you look at the first three seasons some of the episodes were kind of like building up big storylines which we're now enjoying now so you kind of think god a lot of people had patience early on they really did i wasn't one of them i dropped dropped out for a few seasons um, so yeah so it's really i mean i guess it's classic storytelling i mean sky atlantic we kind of always say to ourselves we want to be the home of world-class storytelling and this is you know literally that mm-hmm. in a tv show um classic good versus evil but with a massive twist every single season sometimes every single episode where sometimes you know we're always trained with uh, fiction that the good must prevail and the evil mm-hmm. bad things must happen and that, i imagine that's where game of thrones will end up but there's been so many twists along the way i mean it's been so good the pilot when ned stark was killed spoiler for episode one um series one series one <laughs> that was so good because that was like all oh, right so they killed at goodies then wait finale not, not, of not season just one. yeah the finale of series yeah, one or yeah. the um episode i can't remember but yeah it's a show where anyone can go at yeah. any moment i think now we're what 62 episodes in we kind of have an idea that there's a finite amount of people left and yeah. some of them will probably make it to the end there's very few uh, of them left now there's very few core characters left well there's the Lannisters and there's um, Jon Snow and there's uh, Sansa but yeah, yeah the, Stark, the Starks and Lannisters are pretty much those who've seen it right through and uh, Daenerys and but not many. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so there's only so many they can still kill off I suppose and do you um, think the sex and violence helps as well? well I think it's you know it's a show that I guess wasn't afraid to show people you know what it wanted to show them and mm-hmm. I think people really responded to that yeah um, and that's the beauty of a cable show right exactly I think HBO stuff. previously to Game of Thrones built up that reputation um, with Sex and the City I think was pretty much mm-hmm. no holds barred in terms of some of that show's Except themes for Sarah Jessica Parker she always wore her bra I mean actresses will uh, mm-hmm. and actors will always you know perhaps have limits for themselves yeah. but certainly as a broadcaster uh, I mean HBO set the template for what's acceptable in a cable universe mm-hmm. or in, in a premium a TV universe and yeah The Sopranos etc I can still remember certain episodes that shocked me yeah it was shocking wasn't it uh, at a time which now seemed tame I guess but that's evolution and who is speaking of characters who's your favourite in Game of Thrones or do you have one I do um, it's probably one which is shared by many the Hound oh probably. right okay <laughs> yeah that's cool I missed because I missed a few seasons which is really bad but I I'd be caught up now uh, no I watched season one and then I watched five six but so you've I missed out two three four <laughs> <laughs> but I watched all those Atlantic story so far things absolutely that's yeah, what they're there and for. I watched Thronecast so I do I catch up but you're I, up to date yeah I'm up to date I just couldn't be honest going back and watching 30 episodes maybe when I'm on maternity leave you've got a lot <laughs> of time back, yeah. um, but there's also probably a lot of other stuff on your list yeah they're you know, potentially looking after a child but that can come second to binging but I think the hound so you were happy to see him last week then 
after episode one. Yeah, I, for me, he's kind of like one of the big classical characters in the fact that he seems on a path of redemption, uh, pretty much dislikable to begin with, but thanks to his relationship with Arya, kind of like he became, inc- you know, lovable despite all of his past acts. And what did you think of, because I know you've seen today's episode, when Arya was eating that pie and it was really disgusting and gross, was that her emulating his eating style? That's what my husband seemed to think. You'd like to think so. You'd like to think she learned something from him, <laughs> other than just killing people yeah. and uh, brilliant uh, swordplay. Uh, she's also learned some uh, eating habits. Yeah, some terrible table manners. Uh, yeah, probably like some of her bad language is down to her time with the hound yeah. as well. Um, so were you gunning for a hound and Aria reunion more than an Aria and Sansa reunion? I think that would be a lot better. Okay, and I yeah. think that's where we're... I think the writers probably share my opinion. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think... What they'll do is probably tease the Hound reunion. She'll first be reunited with Sansa. Mm-hmm. That'll be that. And then maybe in the last minute of this season, Her that will hand. be the big moment. I'm, it probably won't, but, uh, but yeah. I'd like that reunion. That, that reunion nice. is going to happen, and I think he's also going to face his brother at some point. Oh, I forgot about his brother. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, that's teed up as well, and I think he's going to win. I think, you know, he'll probably won't be probably on the throne at the end but I yeah. think he'll be walking around some kind of deserted landscape on his own he will at the end I think he's going to be one of the survivors Not I hope he's going to be one of the survivors so who will win then who's going to be on the throne well I know that Cersei won't because she is basically the villain of the I mean, piece yeah, left and, she's on the throne now so. she is on the throne now but that means that she's not going to remain on yeah, the throne exactly. and I think even though Game of Thrones you know sometimes turns heroes and villains on their heads I just don't think it'll end with her winning. No, that's, that, that I think is categorical. I think what we'll find out is Tyrion, Jon Snow, and Daenerys are all related. My theory is is that oh. Tyrion is also uh, related. Interesting. Because um, we don't know that oh, Charles Dance know. is definitely his father. Yeah, because it could have been someone else. Yeah. Interesting. I never thought of that. So I think they're all Targaryens and... I think they're all related. Oh, because there's three dragons, right? So There's three dragons, three dragons, and I think it's Tyrion, Jon Snow, and uh, Daenerys. I think that they'll all basically... But only one will survive, and it's probably going to be... Daenerys is now expected to rule, so it probably won't be her. Yeah, and Jon is a bit Jon's boring. already died, and he is slightly... Well, he's just very, very good. Yeah, maybe Sansa. No, I, I think it'll be Tyrion. I think it, in series one, I think... Uh, Varys kind of predicted that he will be a great okay. ruler and leader, certainly leader, and I think it will be Tyrion who sits on the Iron Throne come the end. Okay, that would be amazing. And that I think maybe amazing. what we'll see between now and then is Daenerys for a time. Yeah. She will get her time, but I also think that yeah. because we're all kind of expecting that conclusion mm-hmm. that she will lead the Seven Kingdoms, that's not going to be the conclusion. And there's another season to go, right? So there's another season to go. Yeah, Jon Snow is Snow's already... It die so he'll probably his battle is not ruling anyway it's it's defeating um, the, White the White Walkers, Walkers and yeah. the Undead so I think he'll mm-hmm. win that battle but probably at some point go valiantly I like your Tyrion theory because also we were chatting earlier and we realised he's probably still married to Sansa technically so she could rule at his side she could I, and, and, and that is also a love story that can be rekindled yeah. they would, you <laughs> so know, beautiful <laughs> she was his child <laughs> even bride. though they weren't in love in the first place he was he, he was her. he was a gentleman yeah. as far as certainly uh, compared to her next compared husband. to her next husband is uh, it hard? yeah Ramsay Bolton wasn't a gentleman I think Tyrion is yeah so that I, would be I, good okay I like that theory and I think he's also for me probably you know the best apart from the hound the best character okay, the best yeah. character out of all the principles yeah, I'll they do. That. I reckon for me they've gotten a little bit dull the, the main characters now because they've had to get through so much so yeah, I like that theory. Okay, great. He's I'm also gonna... the smartest person on the show. He is the smartest person. Though, did you you've seen today's episode? I really enjoyed when um, Lady Elena said, "Yeah, he's a smart man, but I don't listen to smart men." So that was really good. She said, "You go be a dragon." Well, and she he just... was wrong because they, they've just his plan has just been thwarted now. At the end of episode two. It has been thwarted. Yeah, but you know, he'll come back. He'll come back. And I think that was all. Oh, so I was going to ask you because obviously we're a cinema podcast mm. um, and we are diverging for Game of Thrones. What is your favourite movie you've seen this year at the cinema? Um, got so many films to choose from. Um, as I was mentioning to you before we started, I haven't seen some. I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. 
oh, which yeah, I know really good. is probably uh, the best that a lot of people will afford. And Dunkirk is on my list for this week, yes, so me I too. haven't seen that. But taking out Wonder Woman and Dunkirk, I'd say the best I've actually physically watched is Split, the M. Night Shyamalan film Ooh. with James McAvoy. I haven't seen that one. Why say not? that name again, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, so it's good then. I heard mixed reviews. It is good. Were you an Unbreakable fan? Remind me what it... Oh, no, I didn't like Unbreakable. Really? No. Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce no. Willis? But I haven't seen it in a long time. Ah. Well, so I was a huge Sixth Sense fan back in the day mm-hmm. and was incredibly excited when he made Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. What I about Signs? Signs was my least favourite of the, that kind of his golden age mm-hmm. film. I really liked The Village. I loved Unbreakable. I loved The Village. Um, I'm a sucker for a twist, so I had no problem with the fact that you could see them a mile off because I didn't. I didn't see the twist in The Village at all. I was <laughs> genuinely shocked. What uh, about the one last year about the, the teenagers visiting their grandparents? That loved was, that. Yeah, the that village. was really good. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think, was his return to form mm-hmm. as a director. Um, so that kind of gave me hope for Split. James McAvoy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what it is made on a budget so you have to be conscious of that mm-hmm. uh, he's playing 27 characters right so they got a cheap at least 27 yeah, I'm sure uh, oh, I need to watch that then but I was, I've was i never been a massive James McAvoy fan for whatever reason but this really changed my perception of him okay. um, but he's great in it oh and one more question before we go no what go. is the next week's show coming on Sky Atlantic um, acquisition or commission so I'll I won't keep it to one I'll go okay, Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite Insecure is coming back next month since most people have uh, probably tuned out by now yes. <laughs> I will uh, do a Sky Atlantic <laughs> plug probably the biggest one that we're making is Tin Star so mm-hmm. that is Tim Roth and Christina Hendricks comes out in September we're going to release all ten episodes at once because cool. it's um, we've made the show so we don't have to worry about waiting for the USTX etc mm-hmm. um, so um, Sky viewers will be able to see it first um, it is brilliant. It's a revenge thriller. Tim Roth is amazing in it. Um, cool. Basically, he plays a UK sheriff who's moved to a kind of tiny town um, okay. called Little uh, Big Rock in um, America, and basically something happens to his family, and it becomes a massive revenge thriller. Okay, I love a revenge It is amazing. That sounds and good. And the storyline, it's written by a guy called Rowan Joff who made 28 Days Later. Oh, wow, okay. Uh and yeah, he's an incredibly... His vision is so clear. So that's the big one. That sounds amazing. We saw the Westworld trailer over the weekend yes. at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. So looking very much forward to that series too. But that will come when it comes from HBO. Yeah. Uh, I'm also very much looking forward to HBO's new show, The Juice. Oh. Which is... We've just talked about um, James Franco. Didn't think we'd be talking about James Franco so yes. much. <laughs> but he plays twen- twins in uh, HBO's new drama. It's written by uh, David Simon, who made The Wire. Oh, wow. Okay. And The Corner. Uh, and Treme and it's his new piece and it's set in 70s New York and I won't say any more but go online okay. and check it out I do love in terms of trails etc okay brilliant and Insecure is back next month Insecure is back next yes. month and Ballers if you Ballers. like Ballers too I okay. can just keep plugging as well no you, you can I'll just leave it at that <laughs> alright okay thanks Jamie thanks Kathy